Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please help support the show by checking out our Patreon site, where for just a few dollars you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show, and we'll take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, we will be answering some of the questions that our friend Walt asked us when we were on his podcast just a few weeks ago, as well as addressing some of the common questions we receive from other listeners. Greg and I will be discussing why people choose visible signs of a structure or authority to lash out, as well as typical behavior regarding conformity and panic buying. Stick around later on in the show when we get into why people are fascinated with body language and why it's actually the last thing you need to focus on. If you'd like more information, please check out the links in the episode details. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, Greg. Well, good morning on this uh, Aloha Friday morning, as you can tell. And again, folks, if you have not watched us on the YouTube version, there's a lot more uh, going on in it. So you could always pick up more if uh, you're, you're not getting enough from the audio version. Little visual cues. <laughs> what do they call them, Merit? Easter eggs, right? Got little Red crumbs, in there. Easter eggs. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Ooh, so a piece of candy. Again, uh, it is Aloha Friday when we're recording this, but you're probably listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday or whenever you get to it. But today's episode, uh, I want to get into is a shout out to our buddy Walt uh, from down in Texas and the Distinguished Savage podcast. Uh, Walt has had us on there a little while ago. Um, I'll put the links up in the episode details to check out that. But Walt brought up a number of great questions and, and we get questions a lot from people. And so we kind of wanted to go over them. So today I kind of want to rehash uh, a couple of the questions, a couple points that that um, uh, Walt brought up because we he, he framed one really well that we didn't get to in the podcast because we didn't kind of hear it that way. But when I saw it in writing, I went, oh, crap, this is a whole nother route we can take. So I want to get to those questions and we'll kind of go over after that some common other questions that, that we get from people. So um, one right away that I know you get all the time and I've gotten plenty of times is, is my spouse cheating on me, which we've talked about before, which is hilarious, which I love mm -hmm. saying. Hey, you just met me a couple hours ago and you're walking up to me asking me if throwing her under the bus, <laughs> you know, or him. Like, exactly. like I, I think you already know the answer to that question. If you're asking. <laughs> if you're, yeah. So if you're asking a complete stranger, but we'll go ahead and uh, uh, jump into this one. And um, so we, we, we talked about a, a whole bunch of stuff. And, and the first one I wanted to start with, because I didn't realize how he asked it until I went back and read the, the, the text version of what he sent was he talked about our episode number 56 that we called the cup runneth over uh, where we talk about rage and rage attacks, which a lot of what we see is. Um, but he said, you know, I was fascinated by you guys and the breakdown of rage attacks on authorities. And what he said is, why is it that people that want to lash out at authority figures? And, and we, we've talked about that on that episode and on his, but his follow-up question, which I don't think we got to in there, is it anyone who represents structure? 
And I was like, hey, that's a great term, right? Anyone that represents structure. So I'd like you to kind of take a swing at it first because I have a couple things I want to add, but I want get, to get to your opinion on it. Is that, so we talk about rage attacks and visible signs of authority, and that doesn't have to be an actual authority. It can just be a visible sign of something that's close enough. And, and what does that have to do with also maybe a, a, a visible sign of what he called structure and how would that be different? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, again, shout out to Walt. <clears throat> we love Walt. Great, great podcast there. Uh, folks, tune into him. You'll, you'll enjoy the hell out of him. My, my thing is, Brian, I guess I would see that, that question in two, two ways. The first question, or the first way, the facet that I'm looking at would be that if you mimic a behavior that I already have a file folder for, then it's going to turn into a domestic or a rage attack or violence merely because you mimicked a uh, long-standing fear, hate, death, whatever I've got. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Your uncle beat you like uh, uh, a shoe. And, and uh, you know, every time that you saw him, he took you out behind the woodshed and he was just the most brutal taskmaster. And you hated going over to his country house or whatever the hell your situation was. But then all of a sudden, uh, you get into a situation where you're both fighting uh, over parking in a parking space. And the guy rolls down his window and says, let me tell you something. And for that second, you're transported back to that exact moment in time when your uncle had that same look and that same feel, and it's cognitively close enough. And all of a sudden, man, that triggers that emotion, and you get the dump. You get the, 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 the chemicals are racing through your body, and now you just go off. All that pent-up anger and rage and energy that you've had for, for all those years comes spilling out. So that's one thing. And, and again, I'm hitting at 30,000 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's plenty more examples. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the other part is any sort of architecture that has structure feels like, like uh, uh, a famous case, and I won't say where or when, but uh, somebody coming in and interrupting when you're teaching a class for no other reason other than the person has the authority to do so and comes in and interrupts right in the middle of something that's going on. Okay, well, you want to lash out at that yeah. person because he's lashing out at your structure hey i wonder what they're doing over there how are they behind the velvet rope why do they get an angle and i don't get an angle do you see what i'm trying to say it's like you know uh, uh waiting it's two in sides line. of the same coin basically yeah you're no you're exactly right uh, waiting in line at uh, a, a grocery store and now we've got the six foot rule so you can't do this but when all this uh, uh horse crap is over do me a favor try your social distancing and stand as the person in front of you is, you know, putting out their groceries and doing that, the more you delay, the more people get bent out of shape. And it's like, look, I can't climb on the register. I can't work in between this guy's groceries. So just chill. But we don't do that. That's order. That's structure. Listen, you have to wait here. Uh, the latest thing, go down this aisle, then go down this aisle. And I see people willfully violating it. Why? Because it's order and it's structure. And you feel like you're in control. If you go the opposite way, you feel like you're in control. I can push my cart five feet and put it in the cart thing, but I'm going to leave that son of a bitch here because they charge me enough for my groceries. It's a control thing, Brian. So, so whenever somebody mimics that level of control and our cup is full, we've had a long day. We've been on the, you know, uh, treadmill of waiting for the DMV. Then I got out and I had to do this and my bill came in late and all that other stuff. Brian, that, that stress has to go somewhere. And right. so that's why we call it venting. And if we don't vent it appropriately, working out, going out to the garden, do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say? Masturbating. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. You know, yeah. uh, uh, beating your junk like it owes you money. The idea, Brian, is that if you don't, your brain will. 
your brain is going to find a way to vent that. Right. And, and, and you don't want to be at ground zero when that happens. No. And that creates you know, a great point about, you know, mental health and resilience and where all yes. that stuff comes from and how to, how to, you know, mitigate it. But, but I think it's, uh, uh like you said, you know, these, those feelings, uh, percolate over time, right? Yes. Nothing just happens in a vacuum out of nowhere, right? It percolates over time. And we talk about this a lot on here that we don't know when that's going to come out. If it's someone whose cup is full, right? Yes. That's why the name of that episode was the cup runneth over because yep. that container, right? It's an explosion, right? The, the, Am I the, coming up? Are they coming down? Yeah. Are we going to meet at a, at a crescendo of violence? Yeah, you're right, Brian. And, and so that, I mean, I think that, and, and why it happens to certain people is just that you made a great point of, uh, of something that happened to us recently during that course we were teaching where the guy came in and was trying to do whatever. And I was ready to choke slam him, uh, yep. and, and throw him over the balcony we had, but, um, in that, that happens, but, uh, it, it doesn't have to be actual law enforcement. It doesn't have to be an authority no. figure, but, but what, what I, what I like about what he said is, is what Walt brought up was, Hey, does it have to do with this structure? It's yeah, someone so, who's enforcing a rule anything, that, any that, rule. That, that reminds you of something yeah. that you had. Cause we're all just basically, basically what you're saying is we're just petulant children. Cause everything well, we're we talking about, I deal with every day with, with Harper here. Exactly. So, uh, let so. me, let me throw one at you. You and I were, you and I were at a court. And at the end of the course, the person gave us this incredible uh, emblematic thing to say thank you. And uh, it would look great in a corporate office and we can't carry it on a plane. And you and I were uh, uh, flipping, flying to some other place. Was that, was that the sandal, sandalwood cologne in, in Saudi Arabia? I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer any question without advice to counsel. What's your dad doing? Get him on the line. But, but the idea is that, that uh, the, I brought up on the phone. Yes, folks, I know how to use some of the stuff on my phone. I brought up where the closest uh, UPS office is uh, uh, to send it out. And it, UPS, FedEx, any of those, I don't care. They're all the same. And it said, none uh, close to you, but there's a U.S. post office. I go, it's uh, great. You can do it at the post office. I remember my small town post office in the east side of Detroit. I remember the one in Gunnison. They're so helpful. So I go in, and I'm waiting in this line, Brian, because it's back east, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm already a little tense, and we've got other meetings that are planned, and I'm holding this damn thing. So I go up to the counter. I go, yes, ma'am, I'd like to send this to this address. This is the stuff. Here's my credit card. I'm ready to go. And she goes, there's a table over there. Go ahead and wrap it and put it in that box, and you weigh it, and then you bring it back. She gave me this, this you know, laundry list of stuff that I had to do with the box. I go, well, could you do it? And she goes, no, not in a, you know, whatever. And in the attitude, and I don't remember exactly what she said, Brian, I went from zero to 60, walked out of the place. And I said, you know what? I'll let this son of a bitch break in my luggage. I don't care. The, the, the idea was that that rigid structure from this person at this time, after we had finished the course. And so I can imagine easily how some people would say something to her. Well, you can't say something to her because she's representative of right. the whole problem there, right? right. And, and, and maybe the person after her, the person before me pissed her off or she was having a bad day. So I can't get into it right then. So I absented myself from the situation. That was my stress relief as I went out in the parking yeah. lot, you know, stream of profanities, threw my luggage in the car and said, the hell with it, it's not going. But what if I hadn't? What if I hadn't? I don't know where she is. I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what's going on in her world. And maybe her cup is already running over. Now I elevate. Now the guy behind me goes, hey, pal, you know, you're talking to a lady or whatever else. And he gets in and I'm like, hey, don't lay your hands on me. And, and the next thing, you know, Brian, you got a shooting. People tell me all the time, I don't see how this escalated so quickly. You remember the, uh, yeah, wow, that, that, yeah, that is quick. 
Right. That's the way. Where'd you get a Where'd you get a grenade from? Yeah, exactly. no. It, it, he the, had a try. He killed the guy with a try. Yeah, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. It's so close. Well, that's and and that's when you see those are all the pre-event indicators. You're seeing that yeah. in person in line. There's so many times where I've seen that and had to take a step back or walk outside. Not me. I mean, yes, I've had plenty. Because I brought some of my pre-event well, indicators with me, didn't well, I? Well, I'm I'm not talking about that. Like, yes, yeah. I've been in that same position before where I've, I've had to walk out or do things. I've done that plenty of times. Like, um, it, so I I, I thought you, I thought down. you were drawing on your history of long. Uh, a service at a fast food industry may I take your orders, sir. But so, uh, so they're not hiring right now. Uh, so, anymore. Uh, so uh, if but, but what I meant was, uh, if you're that person standing in line and you're seeing that altercation occur, and everyone just goes, "Oh, look at this guy" or whatever, no, that's leading to what you just said. That could be leading exactly right. into a violence. But and I like it too because you brought up one, the post office, which I, that that obviously is a. Uh, a historical significance. Well, uh, I was for, pissed. For, they were going to charge but, me the same amount of money, yeah. but I had to do everything. Where if I go to UPS, the guy takes everything, and goes, "Hey, have a nice day, get out of here." You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, so, so I felt cheated in some way. And but that that situation is no different than you know the person yelling at the gate agent uh, in the airport when, exactly. when their flight is delayed or something's late because it's their fault that that yep. you know what I'm saying that it's their fault that the flight. What do you delayed. mean? They, they, they exactly. called them and said, "Hey." You know, back off the throttle a little bit. You know, <laughs> like don't yeah. worry about coming in on time. We got this one guy. We want to delay him just to see what he'll do, right? <laughs> so, so, but, but that's it. It's but because it, there, that person is now becomes like a physical representation of my of what I'm angry and upset at. Exactly. So that's the structure, Brian. And and yeah. I talked about fast food. There, there was an article that just happened, and uh, I, I don't know when this is going to air, but it's less than 24 hours old where uh, uh, people were going to their local McDonald's and the local McDonald's, you call, you make your order, you do it online, however you want to do it. Yeah. You, go, you go in, you pay, you pick it up and you go. So some of the people that came into the lobby decided to sit down and the lobby, lobby was clearly marked that it was closed. Uh, you're only able to sit in the parking lot, take and go. And they got indignant. And when they got indignant, the weapons came out and they started shooting. And there's a couple of people that were shot and people that were running around. Put yourself in the mind of the shooter it's it's you're up in my face telling me i can't sit at a mcdonald's where a month ago i was saying two months ago and i spend at least one day a week you know uh yeah when, i come when here no every COVID. day yeah, yeah. Do you get what i'm saying yeah. you're telling me and what do you do for a living you minimum wage that's how we get brian we don't mean to go there but remember we have defense mechanisms that come up because we're tribal all of us used to live in small groups and what's going to happen is now somebody is questioning your authority and we don't like that. We got very fragile ego systems, right? So I tell you what, as bad as that was, and that was a crime, and those people shouldn't have brought a gun to Dan McDonald's and, and fought anyway, you got to think that I left the post office because I didn't want to be the, the glowing ember that started the brush fire. The person right. there that was saying, no, you got to leave. Listen, folks, if you've got an employee, teach them a de-escalation strategy and, and have that 9-1 ready on your phone with your thumb over the other one. Because you don't know how much it's going to take. Where is that person in that fuse, in that burn, Brian? So I say now more than ever, and I hate using that term, especially with COVID, but now more than ever, it's imperative because guess what? Our, our read on people is like this. Yeah, We're we only can't reading see their it. eyes. 
Yeah. You know, my most common statement now is I'm smiling. That was funny. I have to, I have yeah. to tell people what's going on behind the mask, you know? Yeah, no. And that, that's uh, I mean, man, we could do a whole episode on, on just, you know, the, the breakdown of communication that's going to yeah. occur now because everyone's wearing masks and how things are going to escalate quicker or people are going to miss things. That's, that's huge. And, and there goes everyone's uh, uh, facial technology uh, security yeah. that you went with instead of hiring us. Not going to mention any names. No. But. <laughs> hey, Brian, you, you sent me something one time when we were on a road and I laughed all night long uh, because it was exactly this. We used to have a guy when we worked with a company on the West Coast and uh, the guy was the worst at texts and emails. He could send you a text or an email and piss you off so bad that you would stop the car and call him. And he's like, hey, great to hear from you. It was nothing like what he yeah, was, but yeah. the way he sent it. And you sent me a clip from like Keenan and Cal or somebody uh, Ke- like that. Uh, Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key and Peele. And, yeah. and it, it was so funny, folks. If you, you get that one, I'll put a that link. That happens. Up, yeah. That happens all the time, Constantly. Brian. We, you know, what are you trying to say to me? Well, I'm trying well, to say a, it's called the lobby is closed, right? It's I'm a sorry, lack. Uh, yeah, no, the lack of context, right? If you yes. don't have any context for what someone's statement is, but that's why we have emojis and gifs and memes. Yeah, but how many emojis stuff? do we have to use now? Okay, right? I mean, <laughs> well, if it's you, well, we have to. Well, I, I use. I actually use emojis for letters. So I'll send you a <laughs> sentence with a period. I got to decipher it. Exactly. It's like doing the hieroglyphics, Brian. Brian has turned into. He's got that eye. You know, the big fucking. Yeah, but, but that's a good point, though. But, but but that's a bit. That's a great point because you just use the term hieroglyphics. It started with those simple uh, uh, drawings. And now, now, where have we gone as a as a as a as a species? Is from writing all this to this, and now we're right back to where just a picture of a guy with, exactly. with a spear because we get exactly. that it's primitive. We get that it, our it, brain completely gets it. You know, it understands, but that and that that gets into communication and how that works and the but, breakdown. And yes, you all you got to do to light that fuse is add a little bit of structure, or a little bit of authority. And, and that's that's a that's a that's exactly where I was going with this is that structure or authority can be the same thing. If I'm angry, if I'm not, if I'm if I'm amped up, I'm not taking in everything like I normally would. I'm already at this survival uh, level of thinking that I have a threat that I need to handle or deal with that's scaring me. Um, and so that that's where I'm at in my head. So I, I'm not taking it in. You might not be you might be the nicest person in the world, but you got a plastic uh, a badge on because you're a, you're making minimum wage as a security. See, see how you're already getting like, angry? No, no, no. But, right. but, but yeah, you, you, and you, that to you symbolizes the, you know, the cop that beat you up when you were a kid, when you weren't doing anything or you were, or he was, exactly. at, you know, it comes right back. It has nothing to do with what that person is no. saying. Pretty, but that's why no, we say that's And that poor saying. person on the other end of that, that vitriol, do you know what I'm saying? They're going, dude, I, this is the only job I can get. Leave me alone. I have a flashlight and a key, you know? <laughs> no. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing is that, and that's why we always take it back to in those moments, what most people want their say not necessarily their way so so just to go to your mcdonald's example that you brought up that went to guns real quick you know is that that guy likely just wanted to have his say and someone didn't let him someone didn't let him have his say and then now you've got this you know what well i'm gonna get my way now he i guarantee i'll show you he had no intent when he went in there to go shoot up a place or pull a gun out or do anything precisely precisely and you need to understand that that razor's edge, uh, uh, Colonel Kurtz, Apocalypse Now, Conrad's Heart of Darkness, all those different things. Do your homework, folks. That razor's edge, Brian, is out there every single day. Right. So you slow down, you roll down your window. I, I give you a perfect example of this. There was some gosh damn free hunting channel show on this weekend. And so I had the hunting channel on in the back while I'm hunting and pecking for the letters to type. And uh, they were showing this, you know, guns and ammo, defensive whatever strategy. Yeah. It wasn't them, so don't sue me, you bastards. But uh, what they did is they showed uh, of altercation in traffic. 
And so the one guy pulled over and got out of the car and the other guy pulled over right away and got out of the car. Okay, folks, if you're listening, if you can hear this, (laughs) don't stop. You've got a 5,300 pound weapon that you're driving. And if some idiot is going to come at you with a tire iron, use the perndle, okay, and use the ur to get the ur out of there. But but what happened is they showed, so now you've shot the other driver. How the hell did he get there? <laughs> well, the that? idea is a de-escalation strategy by psychologically de-escalating, which I did at the, 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 the uh, U.S. Mail and went to the U- UPS, even though it was in the next county. Uh, uh, that's what you got to do. And when you're at the airport, you got to ask the woman, hey, is there a bar? Yeah, over there. Okay, well, I'm going to be waiting over there. If you need something, could you just yell over? Yeah, it's fine. Can I get you anything? Do that. You'll change the whole dynamic of your day, Brian, rather than escalating a situation to yeah. where you can't take it back. Words hurt. So if you're at home with your loved one, words hurt, and you go, yeah, and another thing. Shut up with the and another thing. All you're going to do is make that, 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 that opening even more fragile. And guess what? First, the sand and the dirt wash away, and then here comes all that lava flowing out. You know that we can control our message. We can control our day. Uh, but we choose not to because somebody, you know, is up in our face and we want to have our say and our way. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, kind of getting at was that this can be directed towards anyone, um, not necessarily the actual person that's the cause of the problem or issue nope. or whatever it is. It's going to be directed. At, and that's why I like he brought in authority and uh, someone who symbolizes structure. Same yep. thing. It, it, it could be the the meter maid. It could be the 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 guy who directs vehicles uh, uh, in a parking uh, lot. You know what and I'm saying? And all of those are equal with us. Yeah. They're no better or no worse yes. than us, right? But why did they? They're the person at the end of the line for that that minute. Contempt of cop, contempt of corpsman. Yeah, you get what I'm same. trying to say? Yeah. And all they got to do is mimic something where you go, yeah, pal, get out of my way. I got this from here. I've parked before, right? It just takes that 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 flash to get that spark, to get the, remember how they tell you, make the nest out of the, you know, the <laughs> and kindling then blow, and all yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so we go straight to the blow. You're going to, you're going to explode. Yeah. And the other person has to give the gift of time and distance and step back and go, listen, I know you're upset. Let's start over. Why can't we do that, Brian? Why is a, is a, a, a group of humans can't, can't we do that? Because we're conditioned to fight first. We're conditioned to, to fornicate and fight and flee and that we only freeze if we think the other person's going to take. And those are the first things that come into our mind. So training will change that. Because during a, 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 a part test training or a practical application, your instructors, if they're good enough, will take you through all those different emotions and show you those don't get you anywhere, Brian. You know, and, and, and you got to be afraid because if, if I'm out, what, what's that great chicken place that Shelly loves that we don't have? One oh, Chick-fil-A. Here? Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Okay. You, yeah. you told me about that too, yeah. about the great breakfast and stuff. Yay, oh, Chick-fil-A. So, good. Uh, so uh, I remember, uh, uh, you remember the, the uh, In-N-Out burger? How about just the In-N-Out? Just, just the In-N-Out. But, uh, uh, both of those are similar, uh, West Coast and East Coast, because a person comes out and starts talking to you at your car. You're sending that person out with a clipboard. There's your structure, Brian. So, so are you preparing them? for that person that goes what did you say how what, what the you see what i'm trying to say if yes. you don't have that training reap the whirlwind uh, and, and hr folks if you're listening it's the simplest training in the world get the folks into a room have these different scenarios watch them spiral out of control and yes. show folks how you can bring them back in yeah show folks how you can de-escalate and and that's obviously the the name of the game is is staying one step ahead. Absolutely. People want it's outthinking the person and getting the outcome that benefits everyone, right? It, it, to, to it's de-esca- called the de-esca- what loop? De-escalation. <laughs> yeah, but John well, Boyd 
it, right? John Boyd touched on it, Brent. We always come back to Boyd because everybody that I've yeah. seen explain Boyd is horrible. Way off the map. You hear what I'm trying to say? <laughs> or they and just it's like a, a beautiful mind. I see stuff swirling or, and then well, I drink but, more or, bourbon. Or they just keep saying observe, orient, decide, act, which is Look, a platitude. You know, it's a platitude. Exactly. The, you have no idea what you're talking about. So take a knee. Uh, uh, and not you, Copernic, but everybody else. <laughs> and, and the idea is oh, don't sue me too, you bastard. But the idea is this a Friday show you can tell it's all a Friday? Friday show. <laughs> Oh, idea, we still have though, work to do today, too, after this. Oh, my this. God. Two, oh, great. Yeah. Hey, my, my idea is that, is that you've got to stay ahead of what's likely going to occur. So understanding the likelihood in any situation and what the pitfalls are, the MD COA, now I have two lenses that are going to be like the, the, the you know, those uh, horses that walk around in Central Park, and they got the big blinders on. Why? So they can stay focused on their task, and a cat or a car or a cab doesn't distract them, and they kill everybody in a gosh damn thing behind them. So that's what you need in your life. You need to take a look at a situation and go, I'm about to walk up to this counter, and yeah. what could happen? Uh, robbery in progress, this, that, the other. Play those games. Have those explanatory storylines. So therefore, you're not caught flat-footed. You're not caught off guard when it happens to you. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things that he brought, we kind of all put into one, I think, because he, he, he was interested in what Walt, I'm talking about uh, Walt asking his questions when we were on yeah. his pod, but he brought up, a, a, you know, hey, how we talked about on episode 63 on fear, the first one we did a fear about panic buying and people buying up toilet paper. Uh, he also brought up some things about conformists and nonconformists and people fitting in. Yeah. And he also brought up something about self-soothing and self-healing, you know, methodologies that people employ. I would say all three of those separate items that he just brought up kind of questions are kind of can be all tied together, right? I absolutely uh, agree. Uh, so, so I would say, how do we tie things like self-soothing behaviors, uh, things like uh, panic buying and that kind of crowd mentality? And yep. um, uh, what was the third thing I, I brought up? I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, oh, conformists and nonconformists yep. about group behavior. So can you answer sort of rope all three of those elements into one common theme or ex explanatory storyline, I guess? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Brian knows uh, most of you folks don't that this morning was the first day in Gunnison when the uh, uh, dentist had reopened and I'm due for cleaning as was Shelly Williams, CEO of our company. So she made the appointments. She went in at eight. Mine was at nine. Uh, folks might not know that of all the things in the world that frighten me, there are two things, my God and my father, my father's dead. Uh, if there was still a third, you though. I still, I'm still petrified. <laughs> he might come and back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And if he does, if there's ever a Zompok, he'll be leading it. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, next to my uncle Paul, those two bastards will be coming at me. Uh, but the third thing, the de facto third item would be Dennis. Since I was a child, listen, we used to have to sit in wooden chairs that were bolted down to wooden floors, and they had this big thing that looked like a, an ear cleaner that they came up with fluoride, and they fluoridated. Uh, shout out to Florida. I love them, by the way. And uh, they fluoridated you when they had a, a big metal thing on your face. It, lo it looked like something. What's that guy that does Corpse Bride and all that other stuff? It looks like a movie yeah, you would yeah, invent. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he blows anyway. But the idea Tim is – Burton. Uh, Burton, yeah. Burton, you blow. So the, the <laughs> idea was that uh, all of the uh, uh, stuff that they would put in your mouth made noise, and you didn't have earplugs, and it was no background uh, music. And, like, I don't trust jazz, jazz music. Cause I don't know where it's going next. Well, you know, no one actually likes me. jazz music. People just no, pretend to. And it keeps me doing cool. that the whole time, right? Like on yeah. an elevator, what's going to happen. But the idea was that all of the stress builds up, Brian. So I'm ready to explode well before I ever get there. Now, 
you have to conform to rules. You got to sit in a lobby. You got to read the highlights magazine. You got to wait for the next person. You got to be chipper. Hi, how are you? Hey. And then right away they say, oh, you're the guy that needs a gas because you're a real asshole when you're coming to the dentist. All of those things stress me out. So if I know that the situation I'm about to go into is going to be a high stress situation, it's incumbent upon yeah. me to call them and go, listen, uh, I'm a big handful. I'm a hot mess and I'm coming in and I just need to prepare you folks for it. I'm not very good at this. Please help talk me down. Then when I get there, I dress appropriately for the dentist's office. I do all these preparations. You know why? Because it's not fair for me to come in and go, yeah, and go off on them every time. What, what am I going to do? Change dentists? There's only two towns close to me. So, so I have to modify my behavior, right? Whoa, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Go you ahead. have to modify your own behavior. Yes. Uh, you're I got to turn me this the laser and I just want to blame rate. everyone else. And Brian, it's them. called the shake weight. <laughs> First you shake. No, <laughs> you're, I can't take you seriously with that background, just so you know. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian Merritt's a dumpster fire, folks, but he's yeah, on. I got to get one of those backgrounds, an actual oh my dumpster God. on fire. It, just, just smoldering the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, but no, you're exactly right. So, so look. Your conformist, non-conformist thing, folks, follow the rules. Because if you don't follow the rules, you're the anomaly. Kichin Funakoshi in the 1600s said, if a nail sticks out, pound it down. And I completely agree with them. There's rules for a reason. And, you know, your personal opinion, when you write, dear editor, you know what I'm saying? I just want to write to tell you that this person's a – keep that to yourself. Nobody's reading it. And all you're doing is piss people off. Modify your own. Clean your own house before you're going to come across the street and tell me mine. That's some famous guy wrote that somewhere. Yeah, well, no, that's that's the thing is that a, a lot of this is, um, you know, we, we do forget or a lot of people forget that we, we, we live in a society. So it's not just about us as, as much as we think, oh, everything's Easy about to forget me. That. Like, yep. uh, no, you live in a, you, you, this is shared. This is communal property we're all in. Uh, uh, so so you got to kind of, you got to, you, you, you have to, so prove that. Of others, prove, so. prove that to the people that are listening and, and viewing and the, the three people that have been with us since the beginning. Thank you. Uh, two of them were, were Brian and I. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I, I never listened to this exactly. podcast. It blows. <laughs> it blows worse than Tim Burton. But the idea, Marin. <laughs> Who else are you going to piss off on this I don't know. It's, 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 I remember, I'm just coming off the gas. Yeah. So uh, if I'm on the five, okay, uh, going between San whatever and San whatever, you know what I'm saying? San Juan Capistrano and San Obispo. Uh, wherever the hell I am, and the traffic immediately slows to nothing. Nine lanes going and coming, and all yeah, of a sudden it's, it's gridlocking. The very, very first thing that you say is, how is this going to affect me? And you immediately get pissed. You don't say that poor woman, that kid, that dog, somebody died. Oh, my God, it's a horrific crash. I hope they're okay, and say a prayer. We don't do that. We think, how is this going to mess with my weekend, my day, my whatever? And we got to come off the gas once in a while, Brian. Because sometimes we're bringing so much hot coals to that uh, uh, savanna that we're going to start that dry grass on fire. And we can't do that. People think, well, I, I have the right to say and do whatever. Yeah, yeah, the amendments are there for a reason. But you know why we had to codify them? Because there was yeah. a lot of assholes out there. Yeah. And a lot and of people, we had to point to it and go, my, the thing, my, right? That's my favorite thing. When people are like, have you read the Constitution? I was like, oh, okay, that's a framework. Do you, have you read any case law? Do, do you understand? Exactly. Like any and, case And the law. funny thing is, like what do you think? You know that every one of my vehicles, my Constitution is in the drink. I, I wish I could take the camera yeah. right outside because I just, you know, the pocket Constitution? Yep, yep. I got it, baby, because I'm that's ready great. at the moment's notice. Because I'll slap you on the forehead with it and go, go. 
because I know every Supreme Court decision that comes down because well, I that, educate myself on that, it. Well, that's that's what it comes down to is knowing every Supreme Court decision, not what yeah, but, there is. Like, but, I mean, it, it, why do we use a, it? Why yeah. do we use it? We use it to de-escalate. You know, that's a great point. How many times have we had to tell somebody that, hey, listen, let's start over. Uh, what's on your mind? Now, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Then they say their piece, right? And it's from Mars, Brian. It's yeah. out there. Well, you just, going, it, wow, how broken is this little snowflake it, in front of me, right? It's, it's like dealing with a conspiracy theorist. Just let them talk long enough, and you'll, you'll, you'll hear how little information is there. You'll realize exactly. if they get in this Mobius loop of like, oh, this is all about you. Just go keep going. No, please tell me more. I'd or, love to learn more. Or they run go, out. Remember Punch and Judy? I, I mean, what, what good came out of that? There's no good. And in your marriage, you know, and, and in your relationships and talking with your kid, you got to do uh, a little bit of homework before you go in there and go, hey, what am I going to say to Timmy? What, what, you know, whatever the situation did, what I said, because if you do your knee jerk, Brian, if you do what's on the tip it's of your, not good. On your heart, I know. it's not going to be, it's not going to end well. I know. I you got know. Irish parents. My, my, my dad <laughs> was half Irish and he had Indian blood in him oh, and he that's was not the good. Appalachian. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Jesus. So he was an Indian that couldn't hold his liquor. I forgot. Okay? And we came from a hidden clan. So anybody yeah. that's watched that thing in, in Silence of the Lambs, yeah. that was my life every day. You're you know? a hit you're a hidden crew. We were more about the uh just the just the, the psychological and emotional abuse. Yeah. My dad <laughs> my dad had no idea what those words meant in that order. So he just resorted to hit and all you think, hey, you're a humor boy, huh? Wow. You know? <laughs> so so uh one of the things so that that brought up a lot of what would walt brought up and i just kind of want to hit on yeah. and uh no, no. He, he brought up some great stuff so again everyone the distinguished savage podcast has got some really cool people on there i like to call like he's that guy finding those niche people or or like tradesmen real true craftsmen yeah, but, exactly uh, like, that are really really good at what they do whether laser that's making knife, yeah whether that's mm-hmm. knife making or or this certain type of training or whatever and he reaches out to those people so it's great it's a really cool pod um, yep. one of the things I want to bring up that we always, I always hear, cause everyone's so fascinated by it. We've talked about it a little bit before, well, we've talked about it before, but it's, is, uh, you know, everyone always wants to know about body language, like, Hey, that person's crossing their arms or they're doing this or they're standing this way or that. And we always have to kind of tell them and walk them back and go, well, well, well hang on here it, that you can't, you're already at a microscopic view level. You're at, you're at a zoom of, of 30 power already. Yep. And you, you haven't even understood it at a 30,000 foot level. Right. So we always have to walk that back a little bit. So, so I, I guess the, you know, everyone is interested in body language. Why should that be the last thing that I'm concerned about, Greg? Or why should so that be the, the you know, best frame question? The best, best question that we've had on the show, I think, uh, on these uh, viewer question shows. Now, I'll take you back to a time where I had a, a disagreement with a sniper instructor from the uh, east part of the continental United States, where he couldn't wrap it around his brain that all our observations were going to start a minimum of a click away. And because we were in this area, we actually had a 1200 meter OP. Right. And he was like, this is ridiculous. Observation post. He goes, this is ridiculous. We, you know, we, we have people standing in the back of a seven ton holding binos and we got camouflage draped over their head in the hot sun and doing this and that and watching this place that I can't even see. And he was all up in my grill. And it was like, listen, the furthest away, even assisted by your optics, if you can't, just like yesterday, you and I had that conversation about shadows at night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shadows at night. What's the poor man's flur? 
night vision goggles. What's the poor man's night vision goggles? A flashlight. If I don't have a flashlight, I got to rely on these. But anything that I can get, a spotting scope, binos, anything else, if I look at the situation, I'm far enough away that I'm going to make a better conclusion. I'm going to draw a much more reasonable conclusion because guess what? It's going to be a fidelity-filled observation uh, and the granularity is going to be artifacts and evidence that support my conclusion. So if I go like this, go every day and I have to make decisions like that school you went to, right? Where they pulled the, the mask off and you're surrounded by those guys thumping you. Okay. That's great, folks. That's great to learn how to fight out of it. But if that's where you're starting, you're already at bang. Bang is the worst place to start thinking. Now, we have to take that in the full 360, like like the, the Fabergé egg of life that, that we're juggling all the time. We have to do the full 360. So we do left of bang, we do at bang, we do just after bang, and we do, guess what, right of bang because it's left of the next bang. We have to do it all. But if you are right on top of that decision, every time you make it, Brian, you're not going to make an informed decision. And sooner or later, you're going to make a mistake. And, and in our business, making a mistake can cost somebody their life. So the further, the better. And, and therefore, kinesics, body language. Yes, like, like for example, eye tracking. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Hey, read interview technique. You know, Yeah, okay, that's fantastic. But if I'm not watching the guy in the parking lot when he walks into the business for right. his appointment, I'm missing cues, Brian. I'm missing a rare opportunity, a glimpse at this person's well, humanity. Right, and that's like if I haven't even identified the whole team he's working yep. with, and I'm already focused on one person, I'm missing yep. every. The, I'm missing ninety percent of what's actually, or ninety five percent of what's. We're, we're back going to that on. horse with them blinders, right? So now right. we're so laser focused that and, we're going to miss cues. And and then it also you end up jamming the square peg into a round hole. It becomes like a parlor trick. Oh, every yep. time someone rubs their nose this way, it means this. Or if I cross my arms, no man. Sometimes it's comfortable to cross your arms. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> it's cold in the room. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And so sometimes I'm just I'm trying scared to scared, and I'm just rubbing myself to, to feel, I, I, feel better. We're back to the masturbation. My <laughs> my idea to you, Marin, is the people that are listening right now. I always like to street it up. Street definition. Everybody watches uh, uh, gore porn on TV with the homicides <laughs> no, and all the no. shows and everything. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, I, that's what I meant. You're, you know, class- like, you're, class- ah. you're classifying the crime shows and documentaries as gore porn. So just exactly. so everyone's, everyone's like, you're, everyone's getting, everyone's there is no this right there. now to Google gore porn. But but no, no, no. Uh, okay. Because you're like, right. we are fascinated We're by fascinated all fascinated by it, it right? right? That's why there's a million documentaries on the, all that so stuff. So nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody ever gets away. Nobody ever gets away. Everybody gets oh, caught yeah. sooner or later. Or they die. But what, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they die and, and can't reoffend or whatever. But the idea is that think in the terms of the cold case. Everybody here has watched an episode of Cold Case, whether it was Hollywood or whether it was real or recreated or a documentary. If I go back to the cold case and I take a look at everything everybody's done before me and I recreate those experiments that were done before me, what conclusion do you think I'm going to draw? Yeah. I'm going to be back at the same. I'm going to be sitting on the shitter going, hey, wasn't I just here? The idea is you have to look with fresh eyes. You have to open up that investigation and say, here's the way I'm going to approach it. I'm going to look at this and where the witnesses and that and come to your own conclusions. Now, you can use those other things that comparisons as a comparison brand, but we have confirmation bias. We think we're always right. We look only for conclusions that support the information that right. we believe. So we, we tread on very thin ice when we go into that situation. And, and that's when it's always good to look at a battle buddy and go, Hey, am I overreacting to this? Am I missing something? Yeah. What's in this situation? Right? Because if we go right to kinesics, I'll give you the, the, the thing. Kinesics and biometrics are excellent. 
And they're the decision point for Reem. For me, when I go into a room, okay, I haven't drawn any conclusion. I've seen all the artifacts and information, and I come up with an explanatory storyline. I go, if it's this, he's going to be doing this. If it's this, he's going to be doing it. And now, now he's sitting down at the interview, and I go, hey, how are you doing? And all of a sudden, I see, you know, sleeves going down, hoodie comes up, everything else. I go, he did it. Why? Because I've done all of my legwork, Brian, working up to that point, and then those cues are consistent or inconsistent, they're congruent or they're incongruent. So I use that as the icing on the cake. So that, that's it right there, because that's the simple takeaway, or not simple, I mean, it's, it's complicated, but, but meaning uh, something that, that you can use right there, incongruence, yep. and we talk about that all the time, is that rather than sitting here and trying to figure out why, what it means when someone scratches the back of their head versus the front, because we offer yep. examples like those in a specific context when we talk about in it. In that context, yes. and it doesn't mean crap when so, you're in so, city market so, in the fruit department. So, so rather than trying to figure out what each one of those little things is, what do you look for incongruent behavior if this person is 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 means this or this is what their role is what else should i see associated with that role exactly and if right. they're not doing that i'm seeing incongruence or or do the words coming out of that person's mouth match what's manifesting on their body it's like remember the the uh, what was it the fire chief uh, yeah, yeah. uh in southern california uh years ago when he came on the news and he, he's sitting there trying to tell everyone everything's going to be fine, but he's sitting and he there. He was doing like this. I mean, he did everything, but his feet were tapping, remember? Yeah. And you're yeah. going, we're looking at it going, uh, this so, isn't so going to go listen, well, right? There's certain emergency indicators that fall into kin and bio that you have to, to pay attention to. So you're, you're looking at a crowd of people for the one that just ran from you, and this guy's breaking a sweat, and his chest is heaving, and everybody else is ice cold and going, hey, this guy just got here. Yeah, okay, I get it. But bald fist, you get what I'm trying to say? In those anger cues, look, if you're at ground zero and those are occurring, you got to create distance. You got to create distance and de-escalate or you're going to be in a trick bag. But if that's where you start all the time, it's no place to go. You got to get that gift of time and distance and take in the big picture because the more information you have, the better conclusion you'll draw. And we're not talking about analysis paralysis, Brian. No. The, the it, great thing is uh, uh, my good buddy Gary Klein, shout out to Gary and all the, the geniuses like Marty Seligman and those guys. But just keep writing your theories and putting them on a, a book on a shelf. Uh, no practical experience, no stuff on the street. Look, if you see that stuff and you don't do something about it on the street, you might get popped in the nose. You might get shot. You might get your car stolen. Time and distance are the key. All right. Well, so those um, those are kind of some of the questions that that we common ones. One, there were Walt's questions and then common ones that we kind of hear from people who contact us in general, whether that's in passing or a text message or a Facebook messenger or whatever. There, yep. there are a lot of them are, are, are similar. So and they're great um, questions. Great oh, questions. yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we we always want to stress that things are in context. So I want to throw to you, Greg, if any examples are like, can you what what's something that maybe either that we have or haven't covered that's important that you get from a lot of people that maybe you've thought about for a while and you know what, hey, maybe we need to get better at addressing this because I'm getting a lot of questions out of it. Not not addressing it, but but maybe something I don't know if you have something on your mind that you go, you know what I've heard a lot, or you know what be it, 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 we need to talk about it this way. And remember, a lot of those questions, Brian, and, and yeah, I, I've, I've got one that bounced around. I got a, a few that I got something like Ryan's mic here. Exactly. A lot of them are like AAR comments. There's consistent AAR comments. Like, after like we're lucky review, that we get when I after apologize. a course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, people, there's we consistent get comments. Very we get from consistent. Yeah. yeah. And so, hey, where's this training before my last deployment? Why am I just now hearing about this? I, whatever. Okay. So, so a lot of people will frame a question because we're afraid. 
remember, when we're afraid, we increase our level of violence. We also uh, uh, increase uh, uh, our, our panic and anxiety. And those are never good. Those, those are uh, contra healthy. Uh, uh, and that's why we're talking to people to try to show you how to improve your mental health just as much as your physical health. Both are important. But what bothers folks are things they can't control. So people will come up and they will phrase it, Brian, as like a hallway comment. Hey, that was a really great course. But are you saying that I got to be tuned in everything <laughs> yeah. that's going on, right? So I would say to you that my most pervasive comment, the one that I, I see repeated most often and everything else, is when something happens and a person will look at me and go, well, you couldn't have predicted that. Okay, look, I don't have a magic eight ball. And, yeah. and I'm not John Edward. I don't read dead people uh, <laughs> like in the sixth sense, uh, seeing them all over like that little, uh, what was that little kid's name? And he's got a gigantic head Haley now. Joel Osmond. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little baby face now, but a big gigantic head. Look it up, folks. It's hilarious. He's great. I uh, love him. hate Burton. But the idea was uh, uh, like 24 hours ago, the uh, poor female that was, uh, they just opened up the hair and nail salon or whatever, and she was leaving on an island to go back to the parking lot in her car, walked by a flipping pond. Folks, if you've ever been in North Carolina or South Carolina or Florida or Alabama, uh, those, those places, there's ponds everywhere. Yeah. And, and some people fish at them. Some are just in a trailer park for show with the lily pads and the frogs to give it a natural feel. And an alligator came out and grabbed her, drug her in, and uh, she drowned. The alligator was, was trying to kill her and keep her for later. And so the very first text message I got right after that came out was that article and mm -hmm. say, bet you couldn't have profiled that. How do you profile a flipping alligator? <laughs> well, so Steve Irwin. Uh... <laughs> exactly. First of all, well, there's a perfect example. You just answered it. How did Steve Irwin die? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the sword, die by the sword. Stingray barb in his heart. He was a great guy. He was playing in that environment, and he knew the stakes. That's what I'm saying is he died doing something he loved doing, and he knew and he was the stakes. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what you have to be is you have to either engage a professional or get yourself to the level of a professional. Because if you don't anticipate it, like nobody in our audience that's listening or watching right now is saying, I will walk in on an armed robbery in progress one day in my life. Nobody. Until they do. And then yeah. they're going, I tell you what, the most scary thing. We had a, uh, a guy, Brian, we were doing the school in Dallas. Uh, uh, folks, we do the, the schools from no, the perspective no, of... No, no, no names. Know, no names. Yeah, yes. I got it. But we do it from the perspective of the administration and the students and the community and everybody around that's stakeholders, right? And so we're doing it. And the guy comes up and he goes, hey, it's a funny situation, he says, because my wife and I were at this uh, 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 baseball park, you know, where there's like four different diamonds that are there. Yeah, like a little league park. parks or high school mm -hmm. parks where there's like all facing outward. And there's so they were eating that. and have, yeah, exactly. They were eating and having a little barbecue and stuff. And they saw this guy walking around and he said, hey, he gave off all the signals you were talking about. And we knew it was odd because we go there every Tuesday night at this time. And, you know, the way he parked and the way he walked and the guy was articulating all this stuff. And then, you know, I, I knew, I knew he was going to come over and rob us and sure enough he comes over and robs us and he was going to take the car and i think he was going to kill us and then i had to talk him down and i'm sitting there and tears are welling in my eyes because i feel so bad for this guy's story so he tells me the entire story right and i'm sitting there listening going oh my god you knew the same things that i do but when i see it i bug the hell out what you did is you stuck around eating the popcorn, the popcorn. Saying, Right. What, what's going to happen next? I'm fascinated by this. I've got to stick around and see where this goes. And you know, Brian, if somebody's going to shoot me on a robbery, it's going to be in my ass because I'm going to be running. I'm going to be doing my wicked parkour skills and getting the hell out of there. So what I'm saying is that you folks say that this weird situation, look, if you go to a dude in guest ranch, you might fall off on a horse and die. If you're going on a Caribbean cruise, it might be overtaken by pirates or uh, uh, you might be locked in for six months because of COVID. 
if you don't anticipate, and you don't have to walk around anxiety-ridden, Brian. You can't be hyper-alert because that's non-sustainable. But you certainly can go, hey, I'm going to the gas station. Let's see, I got my wallet, I got my, do you see what I'm saying? Do like a mental pre-deployment checklist of the things that are going to be happening. I, I did it this morning with the gosh damn uh, the, uh, dentist. Yeah, you, you, you kind of hit it right there with, with that. And because we, we do get a lot of questions or people ask, well, then how am I supposed to do this, right? Because that was Walt's thing too. And Jesse's like, well, look, I haven't been to your training. Like he's trying to get us down to his agency. And he's like, I, I, but, but, you know, I, I don't, so what am I supposed to do? And that's our whole thing is, look, you already know your environment. You already have the answers, right? So like you just said, all right, that guy articulated everything that led up to that. So you can go back to different experiences you've had in life and write down, yellow pad it. Like you just said, make that list of everything you saw and then go, oh, these are called pre-event indicators. Exactly. I need to look for these, not look Next for the time. end result. Right? Exactly. That's what I need to understand. That's what I need to realize. And then what you just said too is just just a general plan, an understanding of there's a lot of things going out in the world, and I know we have a lot on our mind, and we're constantly thinking about what we need to do in our next paycheck and this and that, but it's not worth your life. Meaning, how many times, you know, we always say it, how many times on the news do you see, a, you hear, or see about a gas station or convenience store getting robbed? Probably happens a hundred times a day in this country uh, if you were to add it all up. I'm guessing somewhere around uh, there, I, some, I whether seeing. whether it's at least someone grabbing a candy bar or someone robbing it with with a gun or knife or weapon, right? That happens a hundred times a day in this country. Yet, when's the last time you pulled up to the pump before you got out of your car? You took a look around. You look through the glass of the exactly. well-lit convenience store that's inside there. and Any cars parked on. idling, anybody yeah. aiming to go out, anybody in a hurry to get in or out of the place, anybody wearing a mask other than that's a why I don't. Masks. Yeah, that's I why mean, I don't like the mask. So, Remember wait, when wait, we saw the guys with the mask? Same thing down in Dallas when we all of a sudden the car comes ripping into the gas station yep. while we're sitting there pumping up. And, and they what did we do on, And immediately we went went into full effect because we thought it did, it, everything looked like this was a Months before COVID. COVID. Why would you and, be wearing those masks? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? They were driving. Drywall guys. Drywallers. <laughs> exactly. Just working next door. But the idea is that we weren't caught flat-footed. We weren't caught off guard. We weren't surprised by the events. Could that occur? Yeah. You're going to walk out of your door one day from your office and get hit by a piece of a meteor, you know, Joe Dirt, and, and it's going to be the worst effect of your life. Well, I, I can't predict that, but I can certainly say someone you should can. look around. You should smell, feel. Yeah, yeah. And educate yourself on those things. Because if you don't, then guess what? You're playing catch-up. And that's, again, Right back to John Boyd and his OODA loop, right? Uh, Brian, I want to ask a question. Yeah. Remember that we got a, we got a, a grief from a guy because we asked him to provide some stuff for training. And, folks, this is what we asked for. We said we want uh, 30 or 40 folding chairs. We want 10 or 12 folding tables, all stuff that was easy to get in the time before we got down there. And they didn't see the logic behind it. They didn't see why they had to have the tents and, you know, those little pop-up tents that you have out for a barbecue. We turned that stuff into props. Because we can't afford to have the bus that you have to search every day that it comes yeah, into your business. You don't need so it. we put the 40 chairs together and put a table together, and we got a flipping subway. We got the, the L. We got whatever it is that we have to recreate because your brain doesn't care about that. That doesn't have to be the high-value dollar stuff. And we don't have to put no. a bunch of sesames and, and laser crap down range. What we have to do is we have to make sure that we up-armor your brain for these different pre-event indications, because when they start to coalesce and the clusters come together, that's the magic that goes, danger warning, Will Robinson, we're in trouble. And if right. you can get that, then you're, you're going to survive. Yeah, and, and you're just talking about recreating training events that are cognitively close enough to the real yep. thing, right? It doesn't have to be 
picture perfect. You know, and I, it's funny because I just, I know we just did kind of a post on that stuff and some of our social media of showing some examples of training and going like, look, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to get this specific dialect speaker and hire 30 of them to come in and populate this area. That no. doesn't make any sense. Brian, fire right? drills gotta, work. Yeah, exactly. Fire drills work. Yeah. And guess what? It becomes a procedure. It becomes a thing you do. When I hear that alarm, I do it. I don't second guess it. I go out. They don't have to have a flashbang and a smoke generator. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you don't have to light the school on fire for the fire drill. Now, (laughs) if I was going to go to advanced fire management for the teachers and stuff, I would take them to that. I would would have the local fire department show us, you know, they do that connex and they light it well, on fire and yeah show what it's like from the mask yeah it, you got to see that at certain levels that, but not everybody in the crew that, has no no and, that, and that's a that's a that's a great analogy to understand training and what level people need at, at your organization right what do the kids at the school need well they need to know where to go where yep. to line up where to leave how to how to get out and the procedure for leaving okay and then the teachers and need what's to, the trigger what the, makes yep. me put that into yeah, the, yeah you're the, exactly the, right the teachers need to know at the operational level hey how where the where the accountability works in and where they're going to do this and who they're going to report to and everything and then the 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 firemen are the ones that have to go to the training where you go put out a fire right because that's their level of what they need but but the kid doesn't need i think that's a great analogy yeah i'm the vice principal so i i need to know emergency services 101 i need to know what the fire exactly yeah who took role how many people are out here and where's little tommy again that little bastard is he still in school the the idea is it's not expensive and it's not hard and if you make it a habit brian just like smoking, it becomes a hard habit to break because your brain says it now. Hey, why aren't we working out this morning? Hey, yeah. why are we going to the you know breakfast? That. We never eat like this. Yeah. And then when you engage that, Brian, I think you're going to be much, uh, you're going to be stronger, faster, and, and much harder to kill. All right. Well, I think that's kind of a good good spot because we answered a bunch of the questions, and then I know we'll get more. So, folks, if you're listening and you do have specific stuff, take the time, put it on paper send it to me yep. left of greg at gmail.com we and we'll we'll cover it and if it's good enough like that we'll we'll post it up and we'll do stuff and we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll get get the information out there because if you have a question likely one of the other listeners is thinking the same thing so so please go ahead and and write in and contact us i'm gonna have a bunch of links up in the episode details to include our uh, webinar series that's going on. So you guys, we can do that on Wednesdays. You can sign up for that. And then if you still sign up for it, even if you can't make the time, because that will uh, will allow you to get the email to the link to the recording of the video. That'll be up for a couple of days. And then we'll move everything over to the website here soon. But uh, make sure you stay in contact with us. Same thing, follow us on social media and everything. Uh, all the links are in the episode details of whatever you're listening to this on mm-hmm. or watching us on YouTube. Again, there's a there's a, like a, I, I think watching it on YouTube adds another 25% to it, if not more. I don't know. The, not just the, the fun things we have going on in the background, but uh, the communication-wise and listening and taking in information uh, visually, you need that uh, is going to help out a lot. So I always say uh, check out the Left of Greg YouTube channel. So, Greg, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add in before we kind of kind of wrap for the Just, just the briefly, Brian. Uh, uh, Brian and I have been lucky enough to be asked on a, a number of shows, uh, podcasts, radio shows, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to the website and check them out. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. And please support those folks. Those, those folks are, are right. great people doing great things out there. And uh, Brian says it uh, so eloquently sometimes. Just hitting a like. Uh, it it is. See the difference for a business. No, it is, especially right now, getting on the social media stuff, guys, or listening to the podcast and giving it a, a review, actually hitting the, the stars, and you don't have to even write anything. You're just hitting all that stuff and adding up those little things everyone doing over time actually helps out quite a bit. So it, it kind really of gets does. us out there, grows the audience and everything like that. So we appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in. Thank you so much. 
uh, look forward to, to another good next week's episode. And uh, don't forget that training changes behavior. Thanks for tuning in, folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the Left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.